Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single episode, do me a favor hit that follow like subscribe button it's a moral imperative because if you like the show we got to share this show with everybody that means you got to tell your friends you got to tell your family but more importantly if there's a follow like subscribe button i don't know if it's over here or over there or up here or over there even if you're listening on spotify or google or apple podcast that's right you can hear me live on you know not live but you can hear me recorded uh through podcasting do me a favor you gotta hit that follow like subscribe button it's moral imperative because the more you do it the more i get shared with everybody now also what i do in every single episode i bring in the engineer the driver of the show she's the one who makes the little graphics she makes everything uh work for me she actually helped me design and uh redes- you know fix up the studio here let me bring in the one the only the ravishing renata how you doing there ravishing exhausted but i'm doing good there you go she's a little exhausted you know I put her to work and she's been working a little bit harder than normal, shall we say. You know, we we've had to we've we've been doing a lot. That's why you haven't seen a, a show out in a quick minute, maybe two maybe two months. Uh we, we've been doing a lot. Uh redoing the house, mother moving in, moving mother moving out, moving mother about to move back in again. Uh, hey, hey, let me just tell you, it's just awful. But it is what it is. And I'm happy to announce, ladies and gentlemen, you are gonna hear it for your first that i me de blanco i'm going to magic con that's right ladies and gentlemen of the weekend i believe it's the february 17th am i right ravishing i believe so okay i believe it's the, that weekend of the 17th like right after valentine's day thank god because all my money spent for valentine's day i'm actually going to magic con you're gonna see me you're gonna see new dan there and uh there's a major youtube guy friend of mine friend of the show i ain't gonna say no names but he's in canada he's going to be staying with me a couple days and hopefully i'll have him on the show and of course we're going to be talking magic the gathering while we're together so i'll give you his insights his thoughts on magic so i'm really excited uh you could say i'm somewhat titillated so with that being said i think it's now time ravishing that we got to get the show started right I think so. So what we're going to do on this episode is if once you hit that link, you already know the the, the little uh, thumbnail is that we're going to be talking about Azorius spirits. Now, typically when it comes to spirits, especially in Pioneer, you know, I know we both know that mono blue and Bant are typically the flavors of spirits that most everybody wants to play. I can't blame them. Mono blue plays extremely quick, has some interaction, and bang, 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 you're smashing your opponent in the face. When it comes to Banth, you got to set up a little bit. You got to, you know, play the rope-a-dope game like, uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali back in the day, if you're, you're old enough to remember Muhammad Ali. But if you can stick and move, you can, you know, razzle and dazzle just a little bit, you can play Coco, and next thing you know, you're vomiting out spirits left and right, and basically smashing your opponent in the face now the the the, the deck that i'm going to talk about today let's be honest is a tempo deck okay just like it's brethren in modern this is a deck that plays not as quick as we would all hope it would you know what's actually missing obviously is the aether vial i would love to have aether vial 
in Pioneer, but we're not seeing Pine, we're not seeing the Aether Vial. But there's other things we can do. And the cool thing about the Azorius build is the interaction. That's right. You heard me right. Interaction. We can, you know, counter spells. We can protect our somewhat our creatures here and there. We can bounce things. We we can tap things. That's that's the flavor of what a spirits originally was. And now it seems that the flavor is coming back to Azoria Spirits. And the reason why I say this is because we have the Brazilian Spirit Master, Remph. If you haven't noticed, this young man now is somewhat straying away from Bant and now leaning toward Azorius. We, uh, we, he just ended up going 5-0 in a Pioneer Tournament. Bravo, bra bravo, Remph, for doing so. Now we had another young man right a week after that named Traft. He went 5-0 in a Pioneer League. So we need to take a gander at what's going on in, you know, Pioneer and go, is Azorius this, you know, hidden gem that nobody knows about or they are aware about, but, you know, they they feel too comfortable. You know, it's like wearing that wonderful little uh, little snuggie, you're a little snugged up in your bed, and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to get out because you're too comfortable. Is Azorius that way? Well, let's find out. Let's bring up the first slide, shall we, and look at Rem's deck, shall we? And here it is. This is the deck list right here. I'm going to look off to the side, if you don't mind. There's 25 creatures. You got one Brazen Barrer, four Rattle Chains, four Shacklegeist, four Spell Quiller, four Supreme Phantoms, four Spectral Sealers, and four Mausoleum Wanderers. This is the typical deck that you end up seeing when it comes to spirits, right? But one thing I love about this is, to me, there's something missing. There's something that I love seeing. Where's the selfless spirit? I'm not seeing the selfless spirit here. And I'll be honest with you. I just got done updating my MTGL. I went out there and started playing. I tried the mono blue. I failed. I tried the band. I failed. But I ended up trying the Azorius. Oh, oh, let me just tell you. I was knocking people out left and right, and they were completely unaware of it. But, of course, I'm not doing the tournaments. I'm just playing one at a time when I have the opportunity since I'm a nurse and I work too much. So this is the typical standard that you see. This is what Rev is going for. He's using the Brazen Borrower to obviously bounce back a permanent back to opponent's hand. That's a, okay. That's to be expected, especially dealing with what? Rakdos? Of course we will. We need we have Rattle Chains to sit there and protect our creatures. We also have Shacklegeist to sit there and tap our opponent's creatures down just in case uh, they get a little too shaky. Me personally, Rev went here with four Shacklegeist. I would have gone with two and two selfless spirits. Okay, that that's just me personally. Spell queller. How can you go wrong with spell queller? In a format that sometimes plays above, but very rarely above four. Hell yeah, I'll do this all day, and I get to protect it with uh, rattle chains. Oh, you know I'm gonna do it. Then you got Supreme Phantom, the Lord can't go wrong there, and especially with a big booty of three, can't beat that. Then we have Spectral Sailor. I'm going to be honest, I like Spectral Sailor, but as a one-drop man, Watsy, please, 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 you got to do something to it for us. Give us a, a, a looting spirit, something that we can draw. I mean, yeah, the four mana to draw, okay. But, but Spectral Sailor, Spectral Sailor, and for, at the one mana spot, and we're desperate for one mana, I can complain, but nobody's going to want to listen to that, right? Then you got Mausoleum Wanderer. Let me just tell you, this card, hands down, is the best card in Pioneer. 
I don't care. People want to run their mouth and say yada yada. Mausoleum Wanderer is the it card. You will find when you play this deck, everybody and their mother, even their cousins and nieces and nephews and uh, aunts are going to want to murder this card because they don't like it. It bothers the interaction of what they want to do. It stops them from playing their combo. It stops them from moving their board state more positive. So Mausoleum Wanderer, let me just tell you, is a card you want to keep an eye on, protect, because it's the cat's meow. Now let's look at the spell, shall we? We got eight spells there, one shore up, one spell pierce, two lofty denials, and four uh, geist light snares. Me personally, I love the uh, 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 geist light snares, especially at the four. I'm okay with that. The lofty not denial, you know, uh, not bad there. Me personally at two, I think it's wonderful. Me personally, I'm a little torn here because i like spell pierce spell pierce is a wonderful card that you can when your opponent's least expecting it, it's like oh you want to stomp oh no i i countered that now that card you, you know you're not going to worry about that bone crusher giant no more that, that that thing's in the graveyard sorry my friend but then shore up shore up is not that bad either it gives your creature plus one plus one and hexproof not bad not bad but i i right now what i'm going to tell you is we're going to get a little gift over in, in uh, the uh, Phyrexia All is One. I'm going to talk about it a little later. But there's a particular card that I'm going to add in there and change around and tell you, I think it may be just a hint better than Shore Up. I know most people are going, hey, Dwight, don't, you know, don't forget about Slip Out the Back. Let me just tell you, huge fan, huge fan of Slip Out, out the Back because guess what? I do it on my opponent's creatures. Oh, you don't have a you don't have a flying blocker. Oh, I come in for the victory. I smash you in the face. Uh, adieu, aloha, means hello, and goodbye. All right, in Hawaiian. Now let's look at the uh, enchantments, shall we? They have five enchantments here. Renf decided to do this. I'm okay with it. I actually did this in my last uh, time. I went to Philadelphia at a uh, it was an SCG event, and I did the same thing. I went with one combat research and four curious obsession. But I'm going to be quite honest and sincere with you. The combat research never came up. It never did anything. And the fact that if you look at our creatures, shall we look at those beautiful 25 creatures? I got a question. Do you see any legendary? No, no. Yeah, we want to draw cards, and this is a, a, a way in which where spirits really, the biggest flaw in spirits is that we have no card draw. This helps us get our card draw, but with a fifth card, uh, to me, this is a flex spot. For a flex spot, I'd rather have something with a little oomph, you know what I mean, with a little bit more gonadal fortitude. Now let's look at the lands, 22. We got six islands, one at Janju, Seat of the Empire, one Ottawa, Soaring City, four Hollow Fountain, two Mutavault, four Hingegate Pathway, and four Ardarkar Waste. Let me just tell you, the Ardarkar Waste, holy crap. I'm a fan. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, great, I'm going to have to deal a point of damage. But if I already have blue and white on the board and I can use this for colorless mana or I can use this for generic mana, you bet your back end, I'm going to use this. As generic mana, so I don't get you know one life taken off of me, and taking you know one, two, maybe three life at most, yeah, it, it stings. But what stings most is if you don't have the mana to sit there and play the cards that you want to play, and you're desperately seeking and searching for you know for the color that you want. But let's take a deeper look, right? At John Joe Seed of the Empire, realistic and honestly, how many times are you gonna play this? 
and use it for its ability. Very rare. But there's going to be a coming time where you're going to see a creature and go, do I play for mana or do I destroy this creature? Do I protect my life total and protect my creatures or do I build up my board state? Well, the, the fun thing about this, you're allowed to form a flexibility early. Play the Ajanjo. It's not going to hurt you. Long term, you're going to wish you withdrew the Ajanjo to sit there and destroy a creature that's really giving it to you, if you know what I mean. Then you got Ottawa, Soaring City. Big fan of this card because, what, I can bounce? You bet your ass I'm going to bounce left and right, okay? Four Hollowed Fountain, I'm not going to complain about. The Henge Gate has been the Henge Gate pathway has been a, a blessing, but the Muta Vault. Let me just tell you, uh, at first when I saw the Muta Vault, I was like, meh, meh. Are you kidding me? I'm going to give myself a, a land where I'm getting brown mana. I'm, I'm just getting colorless and it's not doing nothing. But then I realized one simple fact. I can protect it if I need to. I can sit there and pump it up. Or... I can also give it hex proof, protect the creature, or, or 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 give it indestructible. And guess what? My creature doesn't die. Their creature does. Their creature dies, and I still have a land. I'm not going to complain. And as best of the fact that it can be a blocker on the ground, ladies and gentlemen, it's a win-win here. Now, if it was a white blue, if it, me personally, if it was a white blue and does exactly what Muta Vault does. And a tap for white and blue? Oh, I would love that. But realistically and honestly, you know, I know that ain't going to happen. Now, let's, let's look at the sideboard, shall we? They got one slip out the back. I've already said I love that card. One, destroy evil. I think this is a great card. The fact that you can destroy uh, a creature of uh, uh, yeah, a creature of four mana cost or, uh, or greater, I think, I believe. And then also destroys an enchantment. I love that. I, I love the module where you can sit there and select and choose. One brazen borrow. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of the card uh, for some, in this deck. I think it's great in other decks. Just in the way this deck is built, not a fan. Then you got one Nebelgast Herald. Huge fan. Huge. Okay? Huge fan of that card. One Cemetery, a cemetery Illuminator. I don't think it's a bad card. I think it's an interesting card with the, the fact that you can sit there and do graveyard removal. Now the question is, you're doing Azorius. Would you rather... Do rest in peace or the spirit? Just throwing it out there. Then you got unlicensed hearse, another, you know, uh, uh, a, 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 you could say a creature in a sense, but not a creature where you, uh, it's a vehicle. Sorry. It's a vehicle where you can actually remove cards from the graveyard and make it bigger. Now, for those who know, haven't played this card, it, it, it takes a little bit to get used to. If you, there's ways that you can 100% misplay this card. And I know in the very beginning, I've misplayed this card. But if played correctly, this card is, is probably one of the uh, hidden gems, you could say, of the deck. Then you have Aether Gust, which I'm a huge fan. It allows you to bounce back a red or green card. And then you have three Extraction Specialists. Now, I. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a card that I looked at. I saw, I was like, okay, this is a good card, not a great card, but it's an interesting card. But then as I look further, it's a two for one. It allows me to play the creature and dig my graveyard for another creature. And what creature do I normally want to get? 
I don't know, usually mausoleum wonder because they're going out of their way to sit there and destroy it. Or a selfless spirit because they want to sit there and destroy that. Or they're going after my rattle chains because the fact that I get to play my, my, uh, my spirits with Flash. They don't like that. They don't like that at all. So I find myself in a unique position where extraction specialist in the very beginning was meh, eh. You know, I wanted to sit there and go, uh, what am I going to do with this card? This card is nothing more than crickets to me. It made me, eh, eh. But now I'm starting, I'm, I'm, I'm turning a leaf. I'm saying that if you don't have an extraction specialist yet, it's a moral imperative that you start getting it and start playtesting it and seeing how it works for you. And if you can learn out the intricacies of how to properly manipulate your deck, especially in your graveyard, with that card. Then finally, portable hold. You know I know. Here I go again saying it. This card is great, especially in the early game. Uh, expressed by my friend, the guy who created this deck, Renf, the Brazilian Spirit Master. He's telling me left and right, Dwight, if you're sitting there playing against Mono Green, take out their mana dorks. If you're playing out red, take out their mana dorks. If there's something crazy going on, take out those creatures because guess what? The damage builds up, builds up, builds up, and you don't want that in spirits. You just want to chug and just want to go smash, 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 fly over and deal with your opponent. This is the deck list that Renf created. This is the deck list right now that went 5-0. and oh. There's another deck, like I said, from Traft that is very comparable. He went 5-0 with a comparable deck just like this. Now, how do I feel? I'm, I, I say bravo. Bravo for these gentlemen trying to sit there and push a different flavor of spirits. Because I think, like I keep on telling you, spirits tends to be a little stagnant right now in the format. And people are not looking to turn and change things. So speaking of turning and changing things, Ravishing, let's get to the next slide. And it's what? Ravishing, share us with us what we have here. We have some new t-shirts or newer yes, t-shirts in our MTG Ectoplasm store. We have our boot crew shirts. So if you want to show up in Philly with one of those shirts, it would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, we also have our spirit flavor shirts. They come in all sizes and colors. And flavors. Right there, you have the Bant flavor. You have the Mono Blue Snake flavor. And looky, looky, right there, you have the Azorius flavor. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So get it while it's hot, while it's the printmakers can still print it, because these are one of a kind. And I promise you, no one else is going to have this except for me and whoever bought this. And if you're part of the Boo Crew, you see that happy couple right there? They're happy because they got themselves a Boo Crew t-shirt. Don't you want to be that happy? Maybe. Okay, I'm just saying. You like that, right, Ravishing? Yes, but that couple's not us. <laughs> well, may maybe. How do you know I'm not the guy? I'm just saying. I'm joking. I'm messing, I'm messing around. So, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come join us at mtgectoplasm.com. Get your Boo Crew t-shirt in your merch. It's going to help us build out the studio and do more things uh, for the show. So, Ravishing, let's go to the next slide, shall we? And these are the cards that I would add to the main. That's right. Now, when I sat there and said, uh, shore up, I think it's a good card. It is a good card. What I would end up doing is removing the shore up and actually, and also the spell pierce and actually pointing Lorraine's escape. I'm a fan of Lorraine's escape because if you read it, of course, it's one white. Okay. We're playing Azorius. Makes sense. It's an instant. Okay. So that means it's not a sorcery speed. Woo. Right. But look what it says. Target 
artifact. Okay, does nothing for us. But target creature gains hexproof. Okay, that's nothing to complain about. And indestructible. A two for one. I'll give you a three for one. Ready? It has scry one. What? Scry. Now, show me what other cards that we had there in our capability to sit there and look at the top card of our library and choose. Are we going to benefit from this card? Are we going to be penalized? And if we're going to be penalized on the bottom of the library. And if we like it, guess what? It stays on top. And guess what? That's the next card we more than likely are going to end up playing or playing around. Lorenz Escape is a card that we haven't, most players haven't seen yet or not touching yet. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to start using this card because there was a card spoiled, I'd say about a month ago, right, Ravishin? Yeah. About a month ago. Got spoiled. I, got, I made sure I got a playset immediately. I'm going to talk about that near the end. But then Nimblegast Herald. Me personally, I'm more of a fan of Nimblegast Herald than I am what? The Brazen Borrower. Yeah, I can play two bounce a creature back to the hand. That's great. But what happens if it's the, you know, what happens is if, if it's the giant that plays Stomp? I, I want to bounce that back to your hand so you can play Stomp? No! Why would I be that stupid? I got a 2-1 flying? Okay, that's not bad. It has flash. Even better. And when it comes into play, it taps a creature? Really? You're going to come at me, bro or sis? You're going to come at me? No. And the fact that thanks to Rattle Chains, all my other creatures have flash. So now when those spirits come into play, thanks to this creature's ability, oh, I could sit there and tap that creature too? How about a nice, wonderful two for one? I pay Nebelgast Herald. Oh, guess what? I tap that creature. Oh, I already have Shackle Guys on the battlefield. I'll tap that and Nebelgast Herald. Oh, I just tapped down two of your creatures. And now I'm flying over potentially for the victory. Just saying. Just saying. And if they're trying to creature, oh, Loran's escape. Oh, now it has indestructible. What are you going to do, my friend? There's nothing you can do, but I'm going to send them scrying a card. Oh, and it may be the, exactly the card I may need. So me personally, I would take out the Brazen Borrower. I would definitely try to put two of these in the deck, and I would definitely move out the uh, Shore Up and put two Lorraine's Escape and remove also the Spell Pierce, potentially put the Spell Pierce in the sideboard. Now, Ravishing, talking about sideboards, let's see what I would actually do in the sideboard. And there you are. Slip out the back. This is a card that I love. This is a card that I cherish. I, I love this card to death. Now you're going to go, Dwight, if you love this card, why are you sitting there putting it in the back? Why are you putting it in the sideboard? Should you not be putting this in your main? There's a part of me that says yes. Huge part of me that says yes. Why? Let's see. It's an instant for one blue mana. Okay, we're playing blue. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. So you mean I get to make my creature bigger? Of course. That's, that's, bravo. But then it phases out. That means I protect my creature to the beginning of my next turn. Now, the wonderful part of this is that I can also target opponent's creature. 
Unfortunately, yes, it gives it a plus one, plus one, plus one, plus one. But if they got a flyer and I can't fly over and my, you know, I need my tappers to attack, I can play this, remove their creature away from combat, and now I'm flying. I'm flying over and winning. I've used this, this particular card three times on my opponent's creatures, and they weren't expecting it. Let me just tell you, they were throwing little hissy fits, and I loved every single moment of it. That's why I'm a huge fan of Sabout the Back. But Lorraine's Escape, to me, currently fits better because technically they're going out of the way to destroy my creatures. They know how bad spirits are. They, they can't stand our spirits. They're going out of the way to destroy them. So fine. If you're going to destroy them, I'm going to give them hexproof. I'm going to make them indestructible. And on top of that, I get to look at the top card of my library, something that slip out the back doesn't do, and choose to sit there and draw it my next turn. So I'm keeping two in my sideboard instead of just one. Then destroy evil. This is a card I mentioned before. It's a generic and a white instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature with toughness four or greater. So I was right, four or greater. How many creatures have a toughness of four or greater? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're playing, you know, green devotion, you're going to see it. Once in a while, you'll see it in Rakdos. Uh, you know who, you know the creature, you know, the, the one creature that goes out to the graveyard, comes back and keeps on bothering the crap out of us. That one, yeah. And then destroy target enchantment. It's not bad. Destroy evil, I'm not going to say is the cat's meow, but it's a lot better than what's out there right now. There's another one that does the same thing where destroy, I forget what it's called, but it's destroy target uh, creature with four toughness or uh, greater than four, and then also gives your creatures indestructible. But since we already have Lorraine's Escape, I, th I thought it was overkill, and I think uh, seeing the potential of enchantments on the board state that may end up hitting us, I'd rather take care of that. So these are the cards that I would actually put in my sideboard. Now I'm going to sit there and bring to you, I'm going to talk to you about why Azoria Spirits in the next couple of weeks is going to change spirits entirely, and people are now going to start considering Azoria Spirits more than they are considering Mono Blue and Bant. Ravishing, the next slide. And there you go. Seacrum Coast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This land is back. This deck, this card is now making its way to Pioneer. While everybody else had the Quicklands, us of people in Azores did not have it. It was forbidden, it was gone away. It said, no, you, you the Azores people don't get it. Now we do, we now are able to sit there and play a dual color land in one or two and, uh, and turns one or two expeditiously and use the mana efficiently without any setbacks. This here, this card is going to help move the tide, move people over and say, you know what? I do enjoy a little bit of that flexibility that I have in Azorius. People love tempo. People love tempo. Hell, I'm a fan of tempo. I love being aggressive when I got to be aggressive, and I like to sit there and take my time and, and play the long game just in case if I have to because I know in the long term, my spirits are going to sit there and win and fly over and smash. The only problem I have with spirits in general, I'm drawing cards. 
not drawing cards at all. And thanks to Curious Obsession, we're able to draw cards. Thanks to Lauren's Escape, I get to not draw a card, but potentially know what's coming up down the pipe. So you tell me, ladies and gentlemen, am I wrong? Am I right? Ravishing God of Being. So am I wrong? Am I right? What do you think? Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and let me know, or even on Twitter, mtgectoplasm. Where do you stand on Azorius? Is it just a pipe team that Ramp and Traft are just going, meh? Because you know Ramp is definitely going to go back to, uh, you know, Bant because he, he has this love affair with Collected Company. But for now, especially with Magic Con coming around the corner, Maybe, just maybe, Azoria Spirits might end up taking the top spot. And I'm going to be there. Will you join me? Spirit, my boo crew, let's play this. You show up. Uh, I, I have a limited supplies of uh, tokens, spirit tokens. You come up, you say, hey, Dwight, I'm a fan of your show. I'll autograph one for you right then and there. Right then and there. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for being here. I promise to make more videos coming out soon, discussing more about Azorius, Mono Blue, and Bant, and Pioneer, and hopefully we can sneak our way back into Modern, t take some names and uh, kick some ass. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. <laughs>